0: Hey gang, Wonder Rob here. And shop's here too. This podcast is part of the Geek So To Speak network.
1: Visit GeekSoToSpeak.com for our full podcast lineup. oh yay! It's time for another episode of We Love Comics, the show where we love comics, and you should too. I am your host, Vector, and I'm here with the blackest nerd in the history of powers, it is Mr. Marcus Seabury. Seabury, how you doing? I'm
0: all right, man. There you go, boy. You be you be you be jumping out the window for <laughs>
1: real. That's the way I like it, Seabury. I love jumping out the window.
0: I'm just saying, man, I can't I can't stand behind none of that, man. <laughs> I mean, I'm on the show called Black Nerd Powers on Hiatus. So I don't know if I'm the blackest or nerdiest. <laughs> I, I just well, know I'm a Nerd, and if I may uh, paraphrase that, you that crap was illegal until 2003.
1: <laughs> the sinniest of sundries, Mr. Marcus Seabury, who <laughs> we will talk about a little bit later, is reviewing movies for Cine Sundry. But before all that, Seabury, how you doing? What's been Man, going on?
0: Uh, just left people in on my life. I'm in the middle of a changing job, still the same profession, still library work. I'm just uh about to start working for the city of Memphis. Nice. Had like a little online orientation today, So I still ain't went to my like actual site yet. Oh That's snap. It. But uh, you know, it's I'm a little nervous, but I mean, you know it's library, it's books, it's talking to people. I've been doing this, like, well, I've been talking to people since speeches in church and Sunday school. I've been doing library work s- since I was a student working in 1996. So Ooh. I guess this is this is kind of my life's work. But, uh, nice. well, enough about that dust, stuff. It's time, oh yeah, it's time to get new figure alert up. Blue figure alert. Yeah. Oh. Random beauty. This is a Toy Biz X Men figure from the 90s. Uh, uh, My comic shop was having a sale. Uh, Scott Collins was at my shop and he, you know, drew sketches for folks and chopped it up. I don't know. I didn't see the trade to just grab me, but I was like, you know, I don't own a Colossus figure. And it is a garish, just silly Colossus figure. <laughs> and it's 90s. I don't know, like, even a lot of stuff that I see was dumb back in the 90s. Now I'd be like, you know what? I got nostalgia for it. Plus it was like 999. So you know, I ain't nice. I didn't break the bank. Then I wanna show you uh my brother gave me a gift card to uh Walmart. So uh, for my birthday past reaching the June 5th. So I was like, let's get some wrestling men. Ooh Yeah, I got a Cena. This is the only John Cena I've ever owned. So I was like, and like he might get replaced, but I was like, all right, that'll be my Cena. It was like <laughs> 9, 9.99. And then I uh, ventured back into the world of AEW figures. I have Dustin Rhodes.
1: Oh, nice.
0: Yeah. Uh, people may know him as Gold does. Now he's going by his government name in AEW. You know, occasional wrestler, mainly a coach, trying to, you know, mow their next generation. Nice. <laughs> so those are the new figures for the week. Yeah.
1: Very nice, Seabury. Very nice. And we also have some new comics to talk about, Seabury. I did. I wanted to go first, Seabury, because there's a comic that's been getting a little bit of backlash this last week. And I got a chance to read it called What If Miles Morales, Number Four. Now, Seabury, have you read. Any of these Miles Morales, what if books?
0: About the first, my, uh, I guess it was Donnie or one of the staff members that comes and was in Memphis, Tennessee, was like, You like that Miles Morales stuff, right? <laughs> I really hadn't planned on buying one. I was like, uh, This feels like a trade. But I, but I was like, All right, they pulled it for me. I'm curious. And let me see. Whoa. Who was he in the first one? Was he Captain America in the first
1: one? I believe so. That was... Yeah.
0: So, like, I read that one. I like it, man. You know, trying to keep my budget down. I already got, like, 11 or 12 books on my pool list as it is. So I was like, I'll pick up the rest and trade.
1: Yeah, it's not a bad thing to do. Wait for the trade on this one. The second one, it's what if Miles Morales became Wolverine? The third one is what if Miles Morales became the Hulk? And now this one, what if Miles Morales became Thor? And then the fifth and final issue, which is not out yet, is where they all come together next month. And I guess they're going to be a, a Miles team-up, yeah. including the 616 Miles, because on the cover, he's got that new outfit that I don't like, Seabury. I do not like that new suit. New
0: Bazura.
1: <laughs> but this, <laughs> this one right here, was written by Yehudi Mercado.
0: Yes, now, a guy whose praises I've sang on this very show. <laughs> I'm um, like, Hootie? yeah, praising <laughs> now.
1: <laughs> we got uh, cover artist Paco Medina and pencils by Lu- Luigi Zagaria and Paco Medina as well. So, the I was actually going to say something about this book even before the controversy, which I sent Seabury right before we started recording there's quite a bit of fan backlash to what is have, what has been deemed as racially insensitive depictions. And what I wanted to call out, Seabury, was the whole book, it feels like what a non-Black person thinks that Black people talk like. And I think you talked about this with, um, what was his name, uh, Falcon. There was some Falcon books maybe where... It was like, or Luke Cage too. Luke Cage black. too. Yeah. <laughs> where, I
0: Sam Wilson doesn't use slang. All yeah. black
1: people don't use slang. Right. And that's that's kind of how I felt in this book where like it was ex- way over the top exaggeration on using slang, using just the the hip lingo of the day. And it just felt forced to me. And I, I felt like that's not who Miles was when he was first created, that's not who he was when he was in the Into the Spider-Verse. Everything up to this point has felt kind of natural, even in the video game, the, the PlayStation video game. So this comic, it really kind of turned me off to the point where I was like, I'm going to have to give this one a burn, Seabury. That's my rating on this one because I just it just felt forced. That's, how, that's the only way I can describe it. It just felt forced.
0: I understand. Well, now, let me try to go to bed for Yehudi Mercado. The guy I've interviewed, guy talks on Facebook on occasion. Like, South Food didn't come off for us to me. South Food, you got Black people who speak different ways. Some Black people speak in slang or, or 80s slang. One Black guy, he's trying not to curse. He says a lot of gosh darn it and shut dag uh Like, it just felt cool and like, I know your dude is a hip hop. Like he literally makes Spotify playlists for Saifu. Like, so I mean, I don't well, I'll say I don't think it's intentional cultural appropriation. Uh it kind of fell flat. You know, it 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 turned out problematic with, you know, first of all. Asgard is his hood. And then like they had the shoes on the uh
1: power lines.
0: Yeah, on the on the power line. Now see, I don't know, I guess I gotta turn in my black car. I didn't know that, that signified somebody died. I just thought that's what you did when you didn't care about the shoes. Oh, Look, throw them on the power line. <laughs> people like yo, that signifies somebody died in their neighborhood. Um
1: I actually didn't know that either. <laughs> so, turn in my card too, C-Ray. Yeah.
0: But, uh, like, then the graffiti on the hammer and him saying hammer time with be transfer. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I, either Yehudi, like I said, I don't think he was trying to deliberately lampoon black culture. Mm-hmm. He seems to be pretty respectful. Um, I just say this was a misfire like, you know, or like I don't know, man, maybe some editors were like come on, you you black it up. Because ironically, the the preceding three issues were written by black people.
1: Right. And the next one is too. Cody Ziggler's writing the next one.
0: Yeah, then this one, Yehudi came in, and I'm like, man, dude, ah. Because like I, like I said, we're not friends per se, but I have communicated with him online, and I'm a fan of Saifu and other stuff he's doing. And I don't think it was intentional, man. Like, based on what I've seen and what he talks about the pop culture, right, you know, I don't think it was attention. I just think, yo, it was like a misfire. It's just like, yo, man. Like, you kind of went over the top with it, man. You know what it reminds me of? You know how, like, McDonald's would bring out a new product and there'd be the white commercial? <laughs> yeah. Guys, that sounds neat. Come on, gang, we're going to McDonald's. <laughs> then the black one would be like, yo, son. Yo, 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 man, this little McRib is all yeah.
1: And they would play it on B E T. Yeah. That's what yeah, that's what it kind of felt like to me too. Um I did like they got Uncle Aaron is Loki, and then Miles is Thor, and then Dad is uh Miles' dad is Odin. So that's kind of the how they switch it up. But it's Miles is the only one in the entire book that's written. To speak like that, even though everybody's from Asgard, Miles is the only one that speaks in this exaggerated, over-the-top slang. So that was really what got it for me. It wasn't the shoes on the power line. It wasn't the graffiti on Mjolnir or Miles wearing sneakers. It was the the dialogue, the -the over-the-top dialogue. And that always turns me off in any comic that I read where I feel like they're trying to force it. And it doesn't even have to be like a racial thing, even if it's I feel like an older writer making them try to sound young and they're like, Oh yeah, what's on the TikToks today, buddies? Like I just doesn't (laughs) that doesn't fly for me. So I'm not a huge fan (laughs) of that. So
0: I might buy the drugs.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So hopefully the next issue, um, like I said it's it's a good thing to wait for trade, Seabury, because collecting all these together Is going to be fun because it's like the Miles Avengers, basically, that are coming together to solve a problem. Uh, But yeah, this one for me is a burn, Seabury. Not worth it for me. Uh, The only other thing I wanted to talk about real quick was Miles Morales' Spider-Man number 38. And the reason why I wanted to talk about this one, Seabury, is because I'm all caught up. I read all 38 issues in the last week or two. And it's one of my favorite. Comics currently, and you talked about it on a previous episode. How this is your current Spider-Man? This is where you get your Peter Parker fix, but in in the form of Miles Morales. Well,
0: Spider-Man fix. It? Or
1: Spider-Man, sorry. Um,
0: I, I don't like that we keep having Peter Parker be a loser. It's a little hard to to read now. I've been reading it forty six years.
1: Ago. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> What's kind of interesting about that, I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about how at one point Marvel was letting Peter grow up. Like, you know, he was introduced in high school, then he graduated high school, then he went to college, then he graduated college, and then he was a professor. So, like, they were letting him progress. And then at one point they were like, oh, wait, 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 if we don't stop this. Oh, you know what it was? It was Chip Zdarsky. I was listening to an interview with him and he was talking about that Spider-Man life story story. Which is every issue is ten ten years in Spider Man's life where he's aging up. So Miles or uh, Marvel was like, hey, we gotta stop this because if we keep letting him age, this guy's gonna be sixty before we know it. So they kind of froze him in place. And it feels like he's kinda like mid thirties.
0: Um, I know, but like still even in that, I saw growth. Mm-hmm. Because, again, I'm an old head. You know, everybody has just run they whole sacred. And, you know, it's probably greater than I imagined it to be in my mind. I own it. But that David Michelini, Todd McFarlane run. And, like, he was winning. He, he had published the book of his Spider-Man photos. He was going on a book tour. Now, that wasn't just going through his book. That was going through, like, all three or four I think it was three Spider-Man books at that time. Right he was married to Mary Jane. She was a successful model, and they lived in a condo. I was like, I was like, okay. <laughs> I feel like Peter Parker's kind of winning a little bit. I'm like, I'm like, this is school. And he had gone back to school to get his master's. I was like, I was like, yeah, Peter. Then that's why they were like, I, I'm a reason like, well, like they took from being a model, being a, being a an actor and they were like well we think actor is too good of a job for her to have we're gonna take that from her I'm like oh, dude <laughs> like like you no know, I liked all of this and um so you know that's yeah. why I lean well, for Miles is young and kind of like you know legit young and yeah. you know, there's the that youthful energy and hope.
1: Right. And that's what I'm getting out of the book too. And something else Chip Zdars- Chip Zadarski talked about on his interview. I was listening, I can't remember which podcast it was, but he was talking about and I think we also had this conversation on Geekland way back in the day. The Marvel and DC, it's all about the illusion of change and you're always writing the second act. You're never getting to the third act of these characters. So it's like you got to keep on Okay, I think he's going to change. I think he's going to change. Oh, wait, wait. We got to reset it back to the status quo. That's that's what's going on with Peter right now. Miles has not got there yet because he's so young. He's still in that act 1 stage of his career. So, yeah, eventually, you know, with these superhero books, we're all going to we're going to see it in all these characters, but Miles right now is I think the most fun Spider-Book that's coming out. And I just wanted to talk about that. This issue 38 started the empire of the spider arc where miles and shift are, it's almost like the days of future past of Spider-Man kind of. So he went to this alternate future where Salim, the evil miles clone is the dictator and he's the ruler of Brooklyn and everybody's older. Yankee's older. Miles, sister sister's older. Um, so I'm, having a, a, a good time with this one. It's, it seems like it's going to be interesting. The only thing Seabury. Oh yeah. I forgot to say written by Salid Ame- Saladin Ahmed yeah. and pencils, be... <laughs> pencils by Alberto Fochi Duarte and Christopher Allen. I missed that first artist Seabury on the very first run ever since they switched artists. I can't even remember his name. Um, forgive me, but ever since they switched that artist, it just hasn't been the same um as far as art goes they've had a couple of them where like they weren't drawing his waves right they weren't doing like his face look kind of weird so i gotta we gotta get back to that original artist as a matter of fact let me look up that artist here real quick but I, i'll give it a buy for miles morales spider-man number 38 and yeah. you, you're all caught up too right
0: yeah and yo shout to Saladin. Ahmed, cause i mean because i he's been one- there the whole time I'm blaming the editorial. Somebody was like, hey, you got to do a clone saga. And when I first read he was going to do a clone saga, I was like, no, see, I'm like, because that's what made me stop buying hmm. the next day. I bought it from like 88 to 95. And I was just like, this is dumb. You know, but gets dumber and I'll come back later.
1: What's crazy. Chip Zdarsky said the exact same thing. He said, that's what, it killed it for him where he stopped buying all comics at that point. He said he was buying oh, wow. like every issue of Spider-Man. He was like, he was buying like 10 books and he was like, I'm done. I can't do it anymore.
0: Well, oh. I, I didn't go that far. I'm <laughs> still, still buying it. But, so, do you have the artist?
1: Yes, Javier Garon. That that guy, I like his art. I love the way he draws Miles. Yeah, yeah
0: he. He was dope. I mean, like I said, my just hit a point where it was hard me to stomach you the fog every month. So I was like, okay, Miles, I you know, give you a go. But like I said, I think Saladin, Ahmed, and took the clone stuff in an interesting way. Because like, Shift is a clone that doesn't speak, but he's kind of seriously mutated and like almost has like Venom type powers. Yes. Right. But, like, at first he grossed me out, but like now, <laughs> like, he's kind of grown on me. And yeah. It's like, right. Like, I'm cool with that little duo. Yeah. And
1: so I'm, I'm the same way.
0: He's a jerk. Like, he's a, he's a cad, if I may. <laughs> Old school terminology. So, like, I'm just really interested in seeing what develops. Actually, as we record this, I believe. The next issue is coming out tomorrow. Oh, nice.
1: Yeah, I definitely. I'm going to pick that one up, Seabury, because like I said, I've been super enjoying it. I actually got caught up on uh, Marvel Unlimited. I was able to get every well, they're three months behind, but I was that's what really Marvel Unlimited is great for is getting caught up on stuff that you're behind on. So I'm very happy. Highly recommend Miles Morales Spider-Man. Seabury, what you've been reading this week?
0: All right, all right, check 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 it. First, I'm going to hit you with the stuff I'm just going to rate. All right, first, got to talk about this X-Men number three. Man, it's all kind of battle stuff on Morocco, which used to be Mars, and kind of had just more little warrior race and mutants. Uh, really, Cyclops' uh, brother Vulcan was supposed to fight this guy. Well, he we kind of get washed, <laughs> but it, but then Benito's in puts his helmet on, dude, because it uh because it like you know dampens mutant powers and all that. He said his helmet blocks mental powers because dude's power was controlling DNA, and it's kind of uh, a mental based power. So he put the hammer down and he just killed him like quick. That's pretty pretty much what happened now. Oh, boy I ain't, I ain't be reviewing my bad. Hewing, the L Ewan writer, Stefano Vasselli artist, Federico Blee and Proto Bumpers, Fernando Cifuentes did the color. Um good book. I like it. I mean, I just really like where X Men been, been going? Um, and I feel like this one might be pivotal. Pivotal, English. So let's so let's give that a bye.
1: Nice. I love mm-hmm. Stefano Caselli's art.
0: Me too. And I got the Dark Crisis One. That's one mm-hmm. of the main DC little mini series. Uh, and I gotta uh, say,
1: Seabury. I've been out of D.C. for a little while, like the last month has been all Marvel for me. And this yes. is I'm using this as my D.C. jumping in point. So I did read yes. this.
0: Yes. Yes. Good idea. <laughs> Joshua Williams did the script. Daniel Samper did the art. Alejandro Sanchez did the colors. I, you know, Lee is somewhat dead. Oh, <laughs> like, word. We attacking everybody. <laughs> everybody, and like, like, literally all hell is broke loose, and it's crazy and chaotic. And I like it.
1: I also so, liked it.
0: See it on previous episodes. I like. It. I'm gonna get that back. Then I got a uh, Naomi season two number four. Written by my boy Brian Michael Bendis and David F. Walker. And
1: Jamal he created Campbell. Naomi.
0: Yeah, yeah. They're the co-creators. Um, and Jamal Campbell is the artist. Yes, he did the colors too. Um, Cool is but like nothing new really developed this stuff, you know, kind of progressing the story along. i give it a borrow. No skills, man. Just kind of one of the in-between issues. It didn't really, really just pop up. Hmm. Book I got a rate and review this week is Do a Bomb number one. All right. This is Written and Drone by Daniel Warren Johnson. He's also done like Murder Falcon and he's done like a Wonder Woman uh, Black Label uh, story and Mike Spicer does the covers. Uh, well first, you know, we see this woman, you were you a steel And she was a Tokyo Grand World Heavyweight Champion. I guess Miles Waller there X then it kind of ends her wrestling career. And, but, like, you know, her uh, daughter saw this. So, her daughter grows up, tries to be a wrestler, even though, you know, her dad didn't want to. But uh, Lona Lona still rolls. You just see her, like, really having a tough time of it. People are scared to train her because of who her mom was. You know, she's like, I'm not going to give up. She's tough and plucky. Then she meets some guy. I think he's a demon.
1: Yeah. Necromancer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Necromancer. He's like, I'm going to give you the belt. (laughs) And we're going to see about your bum. So she got some serious decisions to make. And that's how issue one ends. I love it. Um, I'm not a big fan of being a cook, but I'm kind of like making an exception because it's a well-written story. And I'm a wrestling nerd. Like, you know, I literally just showed y'all some wrestling figures. Like, that's what I do. That's what I'm about. Um, it's, a, it's a clever way to not just be a traditional wrestling story. Although now, you know, there have even been books that are traditional wrestling stories now. And images published some of those and they work. But this is a unique twist. I like it. Um, but again, just due to, you know, finances and time, I'm probably going to get the wrestling trade. That's what I normally do with indie stuff, man. I buy the first issue and see if we grab them. did then wait for the trade. Like I try to explain to my. <laughs> I'm, to her, I'm like if it's self-contained a lot of times I don't feel just a great need to be like oh I gotta buy a bunch like, All right. right? I like it. <laughs> I'm good I'll wait until the trade and then you know a lot of times images first trades tend to be like $9.99 a lot of times so that's good so that's probably the route I'm gonna go with that one but uh Definitely do a power bomb is
1: a buy. Nice. Looks like it's going to be a seven issue series, and the way that Image describes it in the solicits, it's the wrestler meets Dragon Ball Z. Now you got me on those two things. If you're going to talk about things that I love, the Wrestler was a fantastic movie. I think that came out when I was living in Memphis. See, Barry? Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah. And Dragon Ball Z, I'm a huge. I don't know if you noticed, but I'm wearing a Dragon Ball Z shirt at the moment. Um, I enjoyed it as well. And Daniel Warren Johnson is also writing the Jurassic League over at DC. And that's that book where all the Justice League are dinosaurs.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to buy it.
1: <laughs> you know, it's funny. the That book has been really polarizing because um, my buddy Shaw, who I do the technological podcast with and uh, geek, so to speak, he loved the concept of just dinosaurs. The Justice League is dinosaurs. That's all you need to say. He was buying it. He put on his pull list. He's buying it every week, loving it. And then I talked to, I think, our buddy Ben Songer, and he had the same reaction as you. All right, dinosaurs, I'm out. I don't care about that. So it's interesting. I've, I've seen these pol- like this polarized take on it.
0: But it is a full cool disclosure. I don't buy some dumb stuff. <laughs> I'll take on Avengers because it's basically—I don't know—Avengers meet like metal heroes. Or yeah. Something. I keep meaning to buy mech Strike by the Avengers, which I gotta hear soon, because that is a mech Strike Monster Hunter sequel series. But that book's basically the Avengers all with giant metal. Mm. DC is about to do DC metal. Um. Mm. If I don't buy the first issue, I'm probably going to buy the trade. So, like, I have my dumb stuff, that I- <laughs> but like, I'm not a big dinosaur guy. Like, oh, man, like it took me years to see the first two Jurassic Park movies, and I never saw the third one in the original trilogy. And I didn't see the first two in the Chris Pratt trilogy. Saw that last one, pe. <laughs> Gotta review of that on a, a, to the the Nice. But like I said, dinosaurs UV dinosaur stores are not my crypto. Now if it's dying robots wrestling, I'd be like, I'd be like, sign me up,
1: pal. <laughs> so you never liked the dinobots on Transformers.
0: Well, that's an exception. That was that was Transformers. Oh
1: wow. Okay. Well, we'll get into <laughs> <laughs> We'll get into Seabury's uh transgressions later, but I want to thank everybody for listening. We've come to the end of We Love Comics, the show where we love comics, and you should too. Um, I also wanted to let everybody know that we've got a couple giant size issues coming up here at Seabury with our boy Hunter Camp. Uh, we've got a Tim Sale retrospective coming up. Um, oh, that's
0: that's good because I mean, I've read it before, but uh, this weekend, I was at a store near my parents' house in Moscow, Tennessee, called Jupiter Comics, and I bought a beat-up, old <laughs> edition of Superman for all
1: seasons. Ooh, one of my favorites. So- See,
0: I didn't love it the first time. Oh, I, man. I thought it was, too, the real deal of John Burns' matter Steel, mm. but that was... Thirteen years, right? You know, I'm I'm gonna read it again. I'll, you know, let's see, you know, things might be. Yeah,
1: so definitely, because you know, actually, I was just listening to a podcast with Brian K. Vaughn, as you know, my favorite writer, and he was talking about how he doesn't like to go back and revisit books because a lot of times they don't live up to his original memory of loving the things. And he's like, it's not the books who have changed. It's me. Who's changed. Um, You know, just time experience years. And then also him being a creator. He's like, sometimes I'll take from other books that I love and put them in my books. And then when I go back and read what I was originally inspired by, it's not as fresh anymore. Um, I think he was, he was talking about Watchmen. I don't know if he was specifically saying Watchmen doesn't hold up for him, but I just find that interesting. So, yeah, definitely let us know, Seabury, in our Tim Sale retrospective, which we have coming up. And then also, Seabury, in a future issue of our giant size topic, comics and manga, the difference between them and then the appeal of manga overall. So I definitely want to get Seabury's thoughts on that, and I've got some to share as well. So stay tuned. Coming up on We Love Comics, we've got some nice topic issues as well as Our little pull list, as you saw, as you heard or saw on this episode, just whatever we're reading throughout the week. Um, Seabury, speaking of throughout the week, don't forget you have two places that you can catch Seabury. One is on hiatus and one is ongoing. Tell them about it, Seabury.
0: Yeah, yeah. Blackberry Power is on hiatus right now, but you can listen to all the past episodes on the Kazukian app that is K-U-D-Z-U-K-I-N it is in the App Store and it is on Google Play and you can also go to Sundry. that is a, a show I do in conjunction with On Location Memphis uh, now as I said uh, my most recent review that is up is Jurassic World Dominion <laughs> <laughs> I, but uh, you know, uh, also I, I've got a review of Top Gun Maverick coming, uh, and uh, this Sunday you can catch it live. Uh, it'll it'll go out live, and also catch it whenever after that. Uh, right. Me and the uh, one of my friends, who's a writer for the Memphis Flyer, uh, Christopher McCord. We're going to do a deep dive into the Obi-Wan series, which is wrapping this Wednesday. And Actually,
1: yes. as we record this, Seabury, it's coming out tonight at midnight, so I will be staying up for that.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I'll be late for that. No, I got to be at work early in the morning. So, uh, it's a no for me, dog. but I am... <laughs> Five and six, and I don't know. I might go back and rewatch all of them because I gotta get my questions right, man. I gotta say this though: Young Leia worked my nerves a little bit Ooh. on this. It's like, girl, with your mind, <laughs> get somewhere and sit down, Leia. I've also
1: seen her be very polarizing. I've seen, like, my wife loves her. And can't get enough of her. And then I've seen others that have your take on it. And they're like, all right, too much kid actors. We don't need kid Leia. We don't need all this. So I've seen both uh, perspectives on it. But my wife is a huge Darth Vader fan. She's got a Darth Vader tattoo on her back. So she is loving this series. And we can't wait. Um, also want to let everybody know that we are a podcast network. We love comics as part of the Geek So to Speak podcast network where you can find other great shows, including Geek So to Speak, which is currently on hiatus the sandbox gamers which is our video game podcast and technological our star trek podcast so check all those out at geek so speak, dot com, slash network and like i said we will be back next week with hunter camp talking about uh, tim sales so please join us for that oh don't forget if you're listening on youtube please leave us a comment down below um, subscribe for all of our episodes hit hit that notification bell. We Love Comics is a show where we love comics
0: and you should too.